Welcome to the podcast. I know you don't see Captain Evil Renee uh, sitting next to me and you're thinking, about, thinking to yourself, oh crap, here's another episode with Chess Steve. No, not true. Um, Renee forgot to put lipstick on. So she ran off in a, in a frenzy to get her lipstick for you guys. So she's going to do that. I am, she's back. I'm back. I am very, very excited today for this episode, and I'm very happy because I won. <laughs> I, I finally won. Because you were right. People, th- and, and, and I did not realize how much of a, um, uh, a thing we were going to start to stir up with, here. With Pantygate? Pantygate, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's good, good job, honey. Thanks. Sometimes you're funny. Um, but yes, people, people, and then, and then I saw you, you did a little thing on your Instagram I, to find out. I took a poll on my Instagram. Granted, someone commented, and I think there's some validity to their comment. They said, you can't just post a poll like that on Instagram out of context. Those people didn't see the podcast. No, 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 no. The con- the there's story. no bullshit. The co- it's very simple. There is no out of context. Do you buy your friend panties for their birthday or not? But I was Do you think shocked. it's fucking weird or is that normal to you? The poll came in at like 70% weird, 20% buy the panties. I had no idea that it was going to like skew so much. And even to the point, I did read some of the comments. Is this I how you feel all the time? Recently. What it's do you mean? It's a great feeling. This is how you must feel all the time. <laughs> That people agree with you all the time. This this is a great feeling. <laughs> but I didn't realize that it was gonna like turn people team Steve. Someone was like, even a man was like, I am always team Renee, but I'm sorry, I gotta go team Steve on this one. <laughs> can, Rick, is there any way that you can play We Are the Champions? Um, <laughs> For like an out for the whole song, and then I'll just have the video like this of me like this, and then we just play "We Are the Champions." But now I think we should make Captain Evil panties. <laughs> tiny, tiny panties. <laughs> um. So, so Rick, you had to have had this conversation with Gigi. What did Gigi say? Oh, I'm curious. Well, she asked me, "Would it be weird if?" For Christmas, I bought you underwear. <laughs> Have you bought me underwear? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fucking weird. It'd be weird. I'd be like, look what Rick bought me, underwear. It would be weird. It's very weird. Yeah, but we work together. I mean, it might even be kind of weird if I bought Gigi panties, because then you feel like you're crossing some sort of HR line. That's my point. It's all crossing <laughs> a line. So, yes, it feels good. Um. It feels good to finally have a win. Um, I have been on this podcast. I have been pied in the face. I have had <laughs> electros put on my body. I have been. We um, haven't done anything like that in a long time. I have we been put constantly, your Steve, you're an idiot. What are you thinking? <laughs> Steve's wrong. Renee's right. Constant, constant, constant. So today, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm so excited <laughs> and I'm so happy that I finally won one. Feels good. Feels you good. You got one, babe. You got yes. one. But it is, I mean, I don't know. Gift, gift giving is, is, a, is a tough one. Yeah. Gift giving. I stress period. out about gift giving too because I like, 
I don't want to be the person. Well, now clearly I'm the person who buys weird gifts. But but even I don't want to be the person who buys a bad gift. Like you want someone to know you were being thoughtful, but you also just want to get them something they want. But even a gift card is tough, right? Because do you give? You know, if you give too much, then it's well, who do they think they are to give us this kind of money? Yeah. You know, but if you give too little, these cheap motherfuckers, (laughs) right? But then if you give a gift card that's right there in the middle, then they go. Well, gosh, that's all they, I mean, they couldn't See, think to buy me a gift. See, I can't just give a gift you know? card. I, like, have to do a gift card with a little something. Mm. Like a pair of earrings and a gift card. Panties and a gift card. I don't card. know, but I also think that, that guys are, are, are very, very, very different. You know, I, I, I guys thought. Guys don't even really give each other gifts, do they? No, I, I mean, we like to give each other liquor. Which is always a good gift. A good go-to. Yeah. You know, uh, Rick has given me a nice bottle of of uh, Buchanan's or Bocanas, um, as some people like to call it. Yeah. And I enjoy that. You know, there yeah. are there are times that that I have people over, like we did the other day, where, um, you know, I have somebody there and they go, "Ooh, let me try that that Buchanan's." I'm like, "Yeah, you want to try it?" Then we have a little sip. So, you know, gifts like that are are great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that that there was years ago that. When I was a young man, still living um, at home, my dad came up to me and he said, listen, you get it. You're going to buy me something. I'm going to buy you something. Why don't we just not buy each other anything? You don't, you don't ask for me. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't ask me. I don't ask you. <laughs> hey, we, we, fist bump, we fist bump and hey, you know I wanted to buy you something. I wanted to buy you something. We're good. Yeah. And I remember as a young man, you know, thinking to myself like, Man, that's kind of fucked up, you know, but but it is a really good feeling now that me and Dad don't have to worry about buying him a gift ever. We don't have to worry about buying each other a gift, and we you know we we do buy each other gifts, but we look at each other like, hey, you get it? Yeah. I wanted to buy you a gift. You wanted to buy me a gift. Uh, sounds like we're even. <laughs> Let's just stay even, you know. So I, I mean, the gift giving is is really difficult, you know. Yeah. And especially now, like you know, these birthday parties that we go to. Um, here in, in New Braunfels and, and maybe it's our, our social circle, but they're absurd. Like the amount of kids that are there and the craziness of these parties. And then a lot of times, I mean, one year Garrett ended up with four or three of the same hoodie. Yeah, it was a, well, it was a Minecraft party. It was a Minecraft yeah. party. So he ended up with three Minecraft hoodies yeah. because it's just hard to give gifts. Yeah. You know, however, well, I have a girlfriend who actually, they just had a birthday last weekend. We missed it cause we were out of town. We were traveling, but, um, they said, cause she did a joint birthday party for both her kiddos. And she said, don't bring a gift. The kiddos and I are going to go to the local food bank and make a donation. So if you'd like to bring something, please just bring something that we in turn can go take to the food bank. I love it. Well, and, and we've also kind of, um, taken on the, the approach that if, you know, if we're going to buy a gift, let's try to get something educational. Yeah, right. I always That's, try to like with Delilah. She's in a little Montessori, so I try to do like a Montessori-based toy, um, or with Garrett's age, like something that keeps the kids busy, <laughs> so mom gets a break for a little bit, like digging for rocks or whatever. But but and at the same time, it's like, you know, you go to Rick and Gigi's house; those boys have everything. So what do you buy them? Right? Yeah. You come to Garrett's house. Garrett has everything. Like, what do you, what do you buy a kid, you know, yeah. that has everything? So it's, it's, I mean, that's why, you know, we definitely appreciate when it's, it's, um, uh, a hat or clothes or, 
Yeah. You know, something educational that he thinks like a puzzle yeah. or, you know, a biology set or something cool like yeah. that that is kind of out of the box. But anyway, gift giving is hard. Gift giving and is hard for kids too because you're saying like a puzzle or a biology set. And then my brain is just thinking, oh my God, all the pieces, all the pieces all over the floor. <laughs> I, I, I forget who it was, but I had a friend that goes, he goes, me and another friend are in this um, competition who can give their kid the more annoying toy. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They're like, man, we're like giving them drum sets. Yeah, the musical and like instrument. loud shit yeah. and like things that are just annoying just to go, ha ha, bought your kid this gift, it's going to annoy the shit out of you, right? Yeah. I, re- I remember um, Monica Perschbach, my cousin, uh, we, years ago, when she had um, um, her younger daughter, we got there and we handed um, Bianca, uh-huh. her older daughter, um, we gave her a, a princess dress. Oh, I was like, I don't even remember. What did we give? Well, and then I remember Monica calling me up going, you mother, she, she the only thing she wears is that stupid princess <laughs> dress you got her. Every day she wears it. Every day she's at the grocery store. She's like, that's all she wears, right? So I remember thinking to myself, that was awesome. I'm glad that it annoyed you. It was so perfect. But I don't know, gift, gift giving um, in general is just... After you was so funny is that I didn't even know we we're going to talk about this on the podcast, but after Pantygate, I now have a document on my phone. So I haven't even shared it with Lori yet that says gift ideas. And it's like for a wedding, these are the go-tos. For a birthday, did, these are the did go-tos. Did we ever ask the internet? What do you it, mean? About, about um, um, is giving <laughs> panties... <laughs> What does Aunt Abby say, or what's the the column, the etiquette column? Hold on, let's I don't think up. I don't think etiquette you columns talk while I'm exist to anymore. It out. Etiquette columns have gone out the window, but yeah, you, I'm sure it's probably in poor poor etiquette to give panties for a birthday. Lingerie is as much a gift to a recipient as it is to the giver. No, so that's husband oh, wait, and wife. I was going to say, wait a minute, that's husband no, and wife. That was not my intent. That was not my intent with the gift. And, and me with lingerie. I mean, look, I just want to take it off. Like, I, I don't need you to, I don't need lingerie yeah. to, to get in the mood. All right. <laughs> the wind blows. I'm in the mood. I don't need lingerie. <laughs> I do not need. Um, what does Google say? Now I really want to know. I don't know. I was just reading that very quickly. Uh, oh. Why don't we let Rick do that while we talk? Okay. Rick, do you mind, sir, finding out what the internet says that if, if a female giving another female, uh, Underwear. I think Google's going to say yes. I think, I don't know. It does say yes. Aha! It does say yes? Yeah, but can you really trust computers these days? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't trust AI. You do uh, call me the human Google. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about um, St. Louis because um, St. Louis was a, a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm afraid to talk about it too much because they got a good thing going on over there. Well, and I just don't want to blow their city up. And, you know, I mean, look what has happened to Texas, right? <laughs> uh, you know, everybody heard Texas was amazing. I, and I blame me. I remember being at the comedy store bragging about how great Texas was. And now all the comedians are here. So I blame myself. And I should have kept my mouth shut and I should have said, listen, dude, Texas is fucking miserable. It's full of freaking hits. It's 107 degrees all only, summer long, which is true. There's only steers and queers there. And, I mean, I should have just shit on Texas to keep them all out. And, and it didn't work. I did the opposite. So 
Uh, I, I don't want you people. And, and by the way, St. Louis, it's St. Louis. Everybody relax. I'm trying to do some negative. Uh-huh. Um, oh, is that what that is? Yeah. But okay. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. It was the last week of summer um, for the Trevinos yeah. before Garrett had to go back to school. And it was not a planned trip. It was kind of like last minute. Let's just we should do this. Make it happen. Um, and, and, you know, I also looked at my schedule in September and my my, my schedule in September is wild. Yeah. It is fucking wild. I was so, like, I'm thinking it's, it's a lot. You know what it is? It's because you're in the summer, you had quite a few comedy clubs, so it doesn't feel as crazy. But then once you start. So se- those September back in there, 7th, which is a Thursday, I am uh, doing a Ronald McDonald fundraiser in Corpus Christi, Texas. Then the 8th and the 9th, I am in San Jose, California. Then I come back and I do an H4H Helicopters for Heroes golf tournament. Then I have to fly out on Thursday to do the Allegheny, uh, Michigan County Fair, then uh, Minneapolis, then Louisville, Kentucky. I come back. Then I'm in Irvine, California for four days. And then it gets really hard because I come back Monday, Tuesday. I fly to San Francisco to do a private event in San Francisco. I fly from San Francisco to Albany, New York on Thursday. Then I go to Massachusetts on Friday. New York City on Saturday, and then I finally get to get home. So looking at my schedule um, and then thinking about, okay, that's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. You know, I want to be with my kids. This is our last opportunity to be with my kids uh, before summer. So we went to St. Louis. Yeah. And I got to say, I'm so proud of our kids. Yeah. I mean, Wednesday was... Well, on the way going there anyway. On the way home, it was another story, but... Well, but they were still not bad, not terrible, (laughs) but... Yeah, I mean, on the way there, oh my gosh. I mean, delay after delay after delay after... Go to this gate. No, just kidding. Now you're going to this gate. We, we, We were laughing because in Dallas alone, because of our delay and all the gate changes... We were in four different American Airlines lounges. Well, one we got and, kicked out of. Yeah, we got kicked out. We weren't we weren't classy <laughs> enough to be in the uh, what was it called the uh, I don't know the flagship or the flagship. Yeah, or we walked in the flagship or... and he was like, "Are you traveling internationally?" And I was like, "No, but I'm a member of the American Airlines Club. Not this one, sir." Get your kids out of here. Get out of here. So we ended, he goes, "There's another one over there." So it, we ended up in four different terminals, four different American Airlines lounges. Finally got on the plane, sat on the plane for an hour and 20 minutes before we even took off. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was hard. I mean, the good and news is you get your best sleep on the plane. I you do. anyway. Yeah. So but you're like passed out. Our kids were, I'm going to say angels. They were amazing. So then we get to St. Louis late. We're supposed to go to the Cardinals game. That's not happening. We get to the budget rent-a-car. They were she was very nice, but we waited another hour. That there. was the nightmare is to finally get there. And usually your fast break because you do this every week. So you just pull up, you grab your ticket. There's keys there. It tells you what slot to go to. You go get your car and you're done. And I've tried. And, and just so you know, people, I have tried every single rental car place out there. And um, budget is the perfect. If you're wondering, budget is the perfect mid-level Price, nicer cars. Yeah. Right? Um, you always get a decent car for a decent price. So that's yeah. why I like budget. 
And, and the woman there, I mean, she she felt terrible, and she yeah. was really trying to help us. But but poor Delilah, um, after having your child cooped up all day on an airplane to then land and like, and they haven't eaten and had a proper meal all day long. And there's like this little concrete pad in front of budget and there's cars everywhere. So you're like, you got to stay in this little, you know, however many square feet. So that is how our trip started to the point where everybody's hungry. And then Garrett just goes, I just want to go to the hotel room, please. And then Delilah goes, yeah, hotel room. (laughs) So we finally got it. I was like, when is the hotel room? That's what she asked. Yeah. Like, when is that, that part of the adventure? Uh, when do we get there? <laughs> and dude, she is such a, uh, she's so me, me, like, she does not give a fuck, dude. Like, she's like, we're like, hey, get ready. We're going to go home. She's like, I don't need to go home. Like, she's I don't like, want to go home. I'll go home. Right? Yeah, I don't want to go um, home. But to, you know, and, and again, it was a impromptu, take the whole family. And, but I will say, that because because we traveled this way for work, uh-huh. we have found some great places that we went that we would go to just to be together. That we go, oh wow, this was great. Yeah, for sure. I had so. no idea. Like when I said, hey, send recommendations. Uh, you guys, thank you, thank you, because everyone sent like amazing suggestions, and it's different than Google. Like when you read something, I I probably would not have done the zoo. But several people said do the zoo. And then um, I probably wouldn't have done Magic House because I thought Garrett was too old for it. He was aged out of it. But several people were like, no, you got to do it. It was great. Uh, um, but I will say, and I'm talking to Lori right now. Lori is a, a longtime educator. Lori absolutely loves education, loves teaching kids, loves uh, giving kids opportunities. Um, it, by the way, she worked at one of the best deaf schools in the country called Sunshine Cottage. Um, if you have a deaf child and you have the means to come to San Antonio and put your kid in the school, it is one of the best schools for deaf children out there. Yeah. And they are wonderful. So what I love, Lori, is that the zoo, free in St. Louis. I saw that. Free. Yeah, incredible. Not only is it free, it is gorgeous. The displays are beautiful. We got lucky on a, the weather was amazing. Yeah. We saw the gorillas, the, the grizzly bears, a polar bear, polar bear, um, penguins. I I mean, it was great. So the way that they do make money is you pay for the little extras, the shows, right? You want to watch the 3d Thomas, the train show, buy a ticket, buy a ticket and pay a premium. You want to pet the, the, the stingrays, Buy a ticket, pay a premium, yeah. right? I just think, and, and and this is, you know, kudos to St. Louis. That's how you do it. Yeah, because I always think about that. With that's the, how you do with it. With the Texas State Aquarium, it's this beautiful, huge facility. And sometimes when we go, it seems like it's completely empty and it's so expensive for a family of four to be able to afford it. But we would pay for all the upgrades. Like if there was a free option, we would pay to feed the stingrays and get the face paint. And that's and, what we did so, you know? so that we could support, right? So that we could say, hey, we want kids to continue to be able to come here for free and enjoy the zoo because I truly believe this in the bottom of my heart. And I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but there is no racism in this country. There is class racism. Yeah. To me, it is, it is, it is 
culture and class, it is not, it, it is, it's, it's about economics. Yeah. Right. That's the divide. That's the divide. Yeah. It's, it's, it's poor, uneducated ghetto people versus the educated money people. I don't think, I don't see things in color. I see things as I don't want to hang out with those people. They are ghetto, which, which usually leads to also uneducated. Yeah. So when you have the, you know, Garrett and Delilah get to experience all these things, which leads to education, which leads to them, you know, and, and we're going in there and we're, they're asking us, well, what is that? And then we read the sign to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So for a city to go, Hey, everyone has access to this zoo. Yeah. You do not need a penny to walk in this zoo. Yeah. Right. So then you can educate people that do not have the money or the means to take their kid to a zoo, to an aquarium. Right. Yeah. So you are not excluding people so that that younger kid can, can experience an education. Right. Yeah. For free. Yeah. So, you know, it is all about education. It is all about teaching our children. It is all about giving our children accessibility to things, you yeah. know, which goes back to one of the reasons I love people coming to our home because I was that kid. I would go to people's houses and go, Oh my God, people live like this. Oh my God, I'm going to have that. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, it's about accessibility. So I, I, I got to give it up to, um, to, um, St. Louis. Yeah. And whoever decided to put that zoo together and design it that way. Yeah. I, I was, I was in, I got in line. I got in line to get a ticket Uh huh. and I get there and he goes, you don't need a ticket. And I go, what? Well, why are you here? And he goes, well, I, he goes, I'll sell you all the experiences. He's like, are there things you want to do? I go, well, can I just do it there? And he was like, yeah, you can also do it in there. Enjoy the zoo. I'm like, holy shit. Let's go, guys. <laughs> you know, and when you think about an entire zoo yeah. versus, and look, I understand things cost money. I understand yeah. that, that, that you have to. There are people to, who work in that zoo and that animals that have to be fed. fed and, and, right. Yeah. Cared for. But I love, the, I love the idea of how creative that was, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's times that we go to a a miniature Legoland mm -hmm. and we're like, holy crap, did we just spend freaking almost $200 of it just for admission? Oh, oh yeah. And this Legoland's not even that great. It's, yeah. a, it's a glorified freaking, uh, uh, bouncy place. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen you know? several times with the kids and I'm like, Ooh, I mean, I take the kids to urban air here in town and I'm like, holy crap, did I just spend freaking almost $200 yeah. for, for my family to get for, into urban for air for two hours. Yeah. For, right. When, when I walked in to the zoo, but we did do the Thomas, the train, we did do the face paint. We did, I mean, we did the everything. Show, we, the bought, show. We, we ate lunch there. We, you know, that was another reason we decided to eat lunch there because we were like, Hey, we like it here. We want to support. Let's go ahead and eat lunch here. Yeah. You know, so it was just, 
But the other thing, too, if you want to do it affordably as a family, like one of the museums, we came out, and there was a family in the parking lot. They were a big family, had several kids, so they were all eating there. And yep. even when I took the kids to another museum, they had a beautiful garden, and it, same thing, a big family, but they all packed their lunches, and they were all sitting outside in the beautiful garden eating Oh, that's lunches. how we did it, dude. If we, if we went to Astroworld, that's dating myself. If we went to Astroworld, which was a day thing for us, uh-huh. it was ice chest in the parking lot. Yeah. It was bologna sandwiches and dad and get out there and, and who wants a sandwich and here's some Fritos and let's go back in there because we just, you know, we were on a budget. Yeah. You know, dad couldn't afford to spend an extra $150 um, food, yeah. to feed everybody in Astroworld, you know, yeah. so we, we would come out. And that's what I love about Schlitterbahn here in town. Schlitterbahn, you get in, it's still very reasonable and you, you are actually able to wheel your entire ice chest in to your table. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to go out to the parking lot to eat your own food. You can bring it in the Schlitterbahn. But you know, that was kind of the first day for us in St. Louis. The weather was fantastic. The zoo was fantastic. We had a a, a really, really great day at the zoo together. Um, And then that was Thursday night. Thursday night I had a a show at the, the comedy club Great show, great people, had a wonderful time. Um, Brian Hart was there um, to, he, Brian, Brian, and we've talked about that on the podcast before, Brian's a writer, and Brian, once I'm about to film a special, he starts to come in, he starts adding jokes, making jokes better, taking jokes out, helping me. Fine-tuning things. Fine-tuning things, and, and, you know, so Brian was there. Changing the order of some things. Friday we woke up, kind of lazy, had a great breakfast at the at the uh, hotel. Yeah. It wasn't like Hawaii; it was free. <laughs> uh, I did I did break off. I'm always so impressed with the omelet guy. Yeah, I'm, uh, those guys they're uh, like they're, they're the omelet station. Well, dude, he had four pans going. He was manning all four on his own. All four, like, what do and you want? What good. you know? How do you want it? You want. Oh, onions oh my god, all four of my omelets would have been burned. Oh my I'm god, dude, this dude's over that. there flipping omelets and putting them on plates and then doing another. I mean, I'm, I'm always just, I always tip those guys, man. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's, that is a real talent. A skill. And, skill. Yeah. Uh, and then it was off to the city museum, which, okay, Lori, first of all, we get there, we get wristbands, and they go, you need to write your phone number on your kids' wristbands. Yeah, they're like, right there. Here's and the wristband. Like, go right there to that table. There are pins there. I go, we're good. Like, we are not those parents. We're, 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 our kids are not going to leave We're going to watch our children. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, like, we didn't plan to get drunk and let them run yeah, around. They're like, no, <laughs> you have to put your phone number on the wristband. And I'm like, lady, chill the fuck out. Like, I got this. Yeah, but then Delilah's wrist is so small, so silly me. I wrote it on the wristband, but by the time you like tape it on her, you can only see half the number. So then she was like, no, we need a legible phone number. And we're like, God, lady, fine. I'll put it on there. Well, come to find out. (laughs) Holy shit, this museum. You can lose your kids within seconds. Yeah. Lori, thousands of tunnels and like you take a right, go this way, take a left, go that way, go down, go up. You got three choices. Climbing structures that go from in the building to outside the building. So your child could be outside like that. And they're on a roof and then they're over here. I mean, kids would show up. Yes. 
with headlamps and knee pads. Knee pads. Yeah. I, I was like, dude. Clearly, we are amateurs. I was not prepared for this. I can. I'm good. I can bear walk. Right? Renee oh, can't. No, I could not. So Renee was like, my knees. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to crawl through any. And then, by the way, some of them are scary, dude. Like, you know. They're dark. They're dark. And then it starts to close in on you. And the tunnel gets smaller. And there's like random gargoyles or like a fish with its mouth open that glows red. Like, it is part weird art installation and all of the random stuff these artists were able to get because there's a bus on the ceiling like a bus on the rooftop but half over the building you can get into and i felt bad because like, i would tell garrett like not there don't turn there <laughs> like delilah's up there ah, don't take a right come back like because yeah. if he takes a right and i'm stuck trying to keep up with delilah who the hell knows where he's gonna end up i mean it is no, you have to be on your child i mean there was moments there was moments that we were on our child that were like garrett <laughs> like i'm over here i'm like okay where are you coming out? But it, it was just so like weird and trippy. And in all our travels, because we've been very lucky to visit a lot of cities and get to do a lot of museums, never experienced anything like that. It was, I mean, you know, Indianapolis Children's Museum was great because Garrett loves sports and that it was all about sports. Well, it's the biggest in the world. It's the biggest in the world. And, and it it's was all beautiful about sports. and amazing. But I told Garrett, I'm like, what do you think of this place? He goes, he goes I, he's, this place was the best because it was all, I mean, you didn't run out of adventure. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, you go to, there's this one area that was a skate park, a full wooden skate park. And I'm kind of hanging out and Garrett's running up and down the, the, the skate park stuff. And it's cool. Then you could swing a rope from one end of the, the, the half pipe to the other half yeah. and we're having fun and then all of a sudden I look under the thing and I'm like is there a hole behind this skate park I'm going in so me and Delilah go in and by the way Delilah doesn't give a fuck dude. no she's fearless dude, Garrett, Garrett's like well what's in there yeah and Garrett at one point that after you walked off to the other side to meet them at the you left to meet them at the exit and I stayed at the entrance Garrett was like freaking out and grabbed Delilah and was trying to pull her back into so, the entrance and Delilah didn't want to go to the entrance she's like no I know where I'm going <laughs> there was a whole another maze of things to crawl through in this whole and you're like holy crap like this is crazy well, yeah. kids, but adults could, I mean, you can fit. There were certain areas, but, though, that said, like, you had, you did have to be over a certain height. I saw a sign in one area that said you had to be over 18. Um, oh, yeah, one was, like, over 18 to enter one area. Yeah. Oh, no, over 16 with a parent. That's what it was. And then 18 on your own. But, yeah. I mean, we could have spent another day there. Yeah. And, like, and so, Garrett was pissed. He's like, I need my headlamp. Uh, I need my knee, you know, my knee Well, pads. you know what I noticed? Um, like, so it was an old abandoned warehouse building that they converted into this thing. And there are city, it was lofts, like loft living, city loft living. And it was like artist residence next door. So I wonder if that's like some sort of program again that St. Louis does where they house these, they give these artists like maybe discounted housing or something, but they... And I didn't, say a, I didn't say a word about it, and I was very close to. I kept my mouth shut. But we're walking into the Children's Museum, and at the door, this dude is just blasting a cigarette. <laughs> at the door. Well, they call it a city museum. It's not a children's museum. It's a museum, city museum. But yes, he is blasting a cigarette. The dude is blasting a cigarette at the entrance of this place. I'm looking at the guy like, 
dude, have some f- like it's you're out. Go walk <laughs> around the corner. Go somewhere. I right. Mean, he was in an alley. He could have just because you you're kind of like in an alley when you walk in. You and the dude is literally at the entrance of where you walk in. It's just blasting the cigarette. And I don't want to be that person because I, I respect everybody's rights. Yeah. So I didn't say anything, but I'm like, dude, what kind of pay attention? He did seem he seemed British for some reason. Or maybe I heard him say something and he had a British accent. Maybe it's just like a cultural thing. But too. I'm like, dude, know. nobody wants to. Sm- and I, I was a smoker. Yeah. And it is crazy. It annoys you more, I think. Oh, I, as, a, as an ex-smoker, smoker. I smell it. I'm like, oh, like I just can't. But I'm like, dude, you see children. And yeah. I'm both, so, so that everybody understands, there is a little archway and it has two rocks. And in order to get to the museum, you have to walk through that archway. And the archway is... Oh, but they're not normal rocks. It's city museum, so they're like stones carved into like right. some sort of dragon thing. Like it's crazy. But the entrance is 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 if Renee and I went through it shoulder to shoulder, it would be tight. Yeah. And this dude is sitting on the rock, <laughs> right there, just blasting this cigarette into that. And you're like, I have to walk through that, dude. When you're in a fucking alley, you can go. There was a dumpster. Yeah. Converted into a garden, I think. Yeah, but go, dude, go, oh, go over there and yeah. blast you and blowing it. Not even like doing the side blow, like just. I mean, and you're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with like? I don't know. I, look, I, you know, and, and it's so funny because I think about cigarettes, uh-huh. and and it's not. I mean, and you probably don't remember this, and I know Lori does. Yeah, when all bars. We're smoking. No, I just, I remember going to bowling alleys and anytime you went to a bowling alley, I'd be like, oh, my hair stinks so bad. I got to wash my hair. Yeah. There, there, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a bar you could walk in that was not smoking. Yeah. You know, and it's so weird now because you don't see smoking like we, like I did growing up. Like, I feel like when I was growing, I mean, shit, dude. Oh, for our kids, it's so strange to see someone smoking. Right. Yeah. yeah, And and then, Rick, does it not trip you out when you watch, like, old Johnny Carson and Johnny's blasting smokes on set? Yeah, right in the interview? It's crazy. Like, in the interview, they're smoking a cigarette. That's crazy. You know, the last person I saw do that was Chappelle. Chappelle will smoke. Yeah. Chappelle was smoking in his um, monologue for SNL. Yeah. And you, and you look at it and you go... I think I remember seeing that just because it's like something you go back and watch. But it's watch. so foreign now. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. You know, it, it's funny because the smokers used to look at the pot smokers and be like, look at those fucking losers. Now the pot smokers are like, oh, do you smoke cigarettes? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're gross. It's, <gasps> it's just funny that, that I remember... I, I remember... And I talk about it on my, my stand-up. Uh-huh. Dude, dad would blast a cigarette when we were kids in his in his vehicle. Oh, that and the ashtray the ashtray was full of cigarettes. And and if you get on a plane, you know, because planes last for 30 years, you get on a plane and there's the little ashtrays in the armrest. Yeah. Can you imagine smoke like people, you're in a freaking tube in the air and people Smoking are blasting cigarettes? Oh. So I never experienced that. I was never on a plane yeah. when people smoked. Rick, you're my age, so you probably never have either, right? I went on an international flight where they were smoking, but I had to have been pretty young. But you clearly remember it. Yeah, but it could be a dream as well. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be. I there, didn't yeah. think about it. How do smokers do it when they're on a non-internet when they're on a long international flight? That's got to be brutal. They got to go. They go crazy. But it's it is it is uh, it's funny to think like because I remember like going out to the clubs and the bars mm-hmm. and then coming home and the whole house would stink because your clothes smell like it. Yeah, just were fucking reeking. Yeah, of um, smoke. You know, and it's and 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 you know when I started working at the Addison Improv in Dallas, at that time it was smoking, non-smoking. Yeah. But there was no wall. In a in a small dark enclosed yeah. room. Yeah. So you would get on stage, and I'll never forget it. I would be on stage, and the lights in the air, there'd be a cloud of cigarette smoke. But I always wanted to be the waiter in the smoking section. Because smokers drink more and tip more. Yeah. Every fucking time. Yep. Sorry to interrupt, but so smoking was banned on domestic flights less than two hours in 1988. The law was then made permanent to extend less than six hours in 1990. Wow. So, I mean, look, I didn't get on a plane until after high school. Yeah. So, you know, I was a little, little kid in 1990. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's crazy to like, so I can't even imagine walking Being on in a the plane air with all that Cause where does the, where do, smoke. Because yeah. ve- like Vegas, you can smoke in casinos, but you really don't notice it because their ventilation. They have system, amazing ventilation systems. I mean, airplanes yeah. must have had. I don't know, man. I mean, even when, even when I go to a cigar, I, you know, I like to, to smoke cigars. Even when I go into a cigar lounge. The ventilation is so good that when I walk out, I don't smell. Oh, I don't know. I still can't do a cigar bar with you. I walked it when we were on the cruise. I walked in the cigar bar with you on the ship, and I was like, "Ooh, I will wait outside. I can't do that." Oh no, I I can I can do it. Well, but I mean that was a smaller cigar bar. Yeah. When you go to like a really big, nice cigar bar, it's like Vegas. You you don't really smell it. No, you know Vegas. There's smokers everywhere, but you don't leave smelling like smoke, and you don't. Yeah. You don't, you don't feel the, oh my God, they're fucking yeah. smoking, you know? Um, and, and then, you know, the dealers have their little fan. Uh-huh. Have you noticed that? No, I've never noticed it. So all tables have a little fan uh-huh. so that they can blow the smoke away from them. Oh, nice. Yep. So you'll be at a blackjack table. Somebody will sit down to smoke uh-huh. and they'll take their little fan and go, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck off. You fucking blow your shit over there. Right, <laughs> but I would think as an establishment that you would have to do something for your employees, for your employees, yeah. so that later on down the road they don't go. Well, they made me work at a place where they were blowing smoke in my face. Yeah, right. So, and Dad growing up, you know, uh, would smoke, and and that's the other thing too that, you know, I smoked because my dad smoked. Well, you know, Steve Trevino, what are you going to do about that dip? I know. We're working on it. We're working on it. But but that is why I yeah. smoked. Yeah. You know, it, it, it dad would be, <laughs> I, we, we would always laugh. Actually, Lori's husband, Gabe, we'd go, we'd go fishing with dad and <laughs> dad would have a Marlboro Red sticking out of his mouth, uh-huh. blowing smoke, sucking it in and reeling in a fish <laughs> at the same time. And me and Gabe would be like, how does he do that? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, he'd freaking lot with a cigarette in his mouth, yeah, with a Marlboro Red in his mouth, you know. 
And, and I remember I started smoking Marlboro Lights, and Dad was like, fucking Marlboro Lights, what kind of bitch are you? <laughs> Try one of my Marlboro Reds. I'm like, God damn, I'm high. Yeah. Uh, thank God I quit, and you, you helped me. Um, God, it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time since I smoked a cigarette. And, and I'll be honest with you, so probably three, two, two or three years after I quit, um, one of my opening acts was, was a smoker and I go, you know what, dude, I go, let me have a drag. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was so happy that I fucking hated it. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing that again. I was so, I, I mean, I think that there's people that quit and then they go, let me have a drag. And then they go, oh, I missed it's so I'm, good. I'm yeah. back. Right. Yeah. I was so happy that when I, when I took that drag and I blew it out, I go, yeah, take this back. I don't want to do it. Better you vices. There are better vices. Um, Rick, you, you did you ever smoke? I've never tried smoking in my life. I'm a good boy. Wow. Smart man. Not even tried it. Renee doesn't want to admit that huh. she has tried it. No, I have tried it. I I played um I played a character. They let me smoke it, or maybe I just pretended. I played a, a character in college. That that was her thing was she was a chain smoker and I was like if I've never smoked before and I don't know what this is like how am I gonna do it believably so for a little bit I smoked and then that was it. Well, look and and I'm not trying to encourage anybody to smoke by all means because I think it's a terrible horrible habit, um, and it is a very hard habit um, to break. It's yeah. A very a nicotine is a very very difficult habit, uh, but I will say, I never had a bad cigarette. Oh, after after food. After yeah. a good shit, I, it, I mean, it is. <laughs> That's so gross. Uh, it's it's the best. But but I also st- well, first of all, a lot of people in my family smoked. My dad, yeah. my my hero, my dad. Um, but when I started working in the restaurant business uh-huh. at, at 16 years old, people would go on break, and I, and I would go to the manager, and go, man, can I get a break? And they would go, oh no, they're on a smoke break. Yeah. And I would go, well, I'm on a smoke break. That's another reason I started. Yeah. Because they wouldn't give me a break, but they would give the smokers a break. That's crazy. So I was like, well, I'll go on a smoke break. Yeah. I also need a smoke break. Yeah. So then I would go out there with these smokers. To shoot the shit. To shoot the shit and take a break. Yeah. You know, and then even, but even like the comedy store, the comedy store was hanging out in the parking lot for hours, waiting for your spot. Yeah. You know, you're having a drink and a smoke. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, there's nothing else. It was, it was more of a like a. Something. I remember everyone hang, but it, but even I don't know when I went to the comedy store. I don't remember people, everyone smoking. Like I remember all the well, hanging we in the, the back. Lot. Yeah. We'd smoke in the parking lot. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember, um, um, Chappelle, man, Chappelle, golly, you know, I really, really worry about him. I, I you know, I think that he's a a truly a national treasure. I, yeah. I think that Chappelle is is more than a stand-up comedian. I think that Dave Chappelle has become a, uh, an American philosopher, yeah. if you will. So I worry about him because I've never seen anybody smoke like Dave. Yeah. And I remember asking Dave, I said, Dave, I go, dude, bro, how many packs do you go through? And he goes, I go through lighters. He goes, I go through a lighter every two days. He goes, he goes, it's not about packs of cigarettes. It's lighters. Dang. And I, and I would have a lighter for a month. And the only reason it ran out of fluid is because I lost it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just remember him telling me that and me, me putting it into perspective and me going, holy crap. Like, I mean, to, that he's so addicted, in my opinion, that he has to do it on stage. Yeah. Like, you can't go the hour on stage without it. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so addicting. I mean, you know. Uh, uh, but at that at that point, too, it's not just the nicotine addiction. It is the it is how you function, right? It affects what hand is available and how you move physically through the world. Like, I remember there's a a quote from John Mellencamp uh, for the younger viewers and listeners. Uh, he is a rock singer. Uh, <laughs> he sings a great song called Jack and Diane. I hope I introduce you to something. Um, he talked about, um, two things. Number one, he goes, man, I really admired the rock singers that had that rasp in their voice. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, yeah. and I didn't know how to get that. And he goes, and I knew if I smoked, I would get some more texture to my voice. Wow. And then he said, I was able to quit heroin and I have not been able to quit nicotine. Yeah. So that's how incredibly addicting it is. So yeah. I don't know how we ended up on fucking cigarettes. I don't but know how we ended up on cigarettes either. I don't know. Well, I don't are. know. Oh, oh, we were oh, talking the about the city the museum and the guy smoking in front of the museum. We did have a, a wonderful time in St. Louis. And I, here's my advice to you. I don't think I don't think St. Louis is a a must go to. Yeah. But I will say that it is if you are passing through on a on a family vacation road trip, uh-huh. that it is worth a day. Well, someone that sent me suggestions said that they lived in Chicago, and for them that was like that's where they would take the family. Like we want to get away, we want to go see something. Let's go to St. Louis. So it is it is definitely worth a day stop. Yeah. To go to these museums, to go to the zoo. We didn't um, even get to do like all the suggestions people sent us. We didn't get to go to Union Station and there's an aquarium there and we didn't get, we didn't even go to the arch. We were in St. Louis and we didn't even go see the arch. Well, we got we to see it. Time. We just didn't go do the the whole thing. Yeah. But, um we do have to thank um helicopters for not hel- what am I thinking helicopters for heroes. Uh we do Oh, um by the way, yes, with helicopters for heroes, September 11th is our golf tournament in Dallas, Texas. If you go to the H4H website and you purchase a hat, a uh-huh. Helicopters for Heroes hat, that puts you into a contest to win a foursome at our golf tournament at Dallas Cowboy Golf Club in Dallas, Texas. So please buy a hat. And even if you even if you just want to support, a simple way to support us is to buy a hat. Please buy a hat, helicoptersforheroes.com. We want to thank Aztec Chevrolet yes. for being absolutely amazing. We absolutely love them. We, we could not do this podcast without them. We are so, so appreciative of Aztec Chevrolet. Uh, also, Old Salt Coffee. Absolutely love our Old Salt Coffee. Literally cannot do coffee without Old Salt. No. It is our, it is, we have gotten addicted to coffee. Yeah. Old Salt Coffee specifically. Trevino 10 gets you a discount. And a quick shout out to Pick Cherries. Uh, give them a download. We are Steve and Renee and Captain Evil, and we're very happy that I won. Uh, <laughs> and everybody agreed with me that Renee is fucking weird, <laughs> and I am not. I am absolutely normal. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, Renee and I just, we can't thank you enough for the love and the support. Uh, please share our podcast. Please tag. Please let people know. Um, we are getting more and more comments and more and more views as we go, but 
We would really like it to grow a little faster, and that is with your help. So please uh, tag a friend that you think might be interested. Um, let somebody know about our podcast or share our podcast with other people. So with that being said, we love you guys. Thank you. We love you, Rick. Tell Gigi she's absolutely right. It's fucking weird.